You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello, and, well, that was a weird start. Let's start over on that one. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, April 2nd, 2018. You're listening to episode 305. My name's Rob. Jason's here too. Yes, I am. Yep. Uh, welcome, welcome back. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight here. We got, we got, we got happenings. We got things. Do but we? Sweet. I, I think we should start with, uh, with, with, uh, with the soda. Yeah, if that's cool with you. Where's that soda made? Uh, it comes from a. It's it's North a, Korea. Uh, well, it has a picture of Kim Jong uh, Il, the illest of the Kim Jongs. Is that? Oh, that is ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's illin and chillin. The sunglasses give it away. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, this is called Nuclear Orange Bomb. It has terrorizing taste. This uh, there's a new store that opened in Kalamazoo called Rocket Fizz. Yeah. And they sell cans, candies, and like little toys and and things. But they also have a wide selection of of sodas uh a little, little like like short run sodas and stuff and this is an actual rocket fizz brand soda so they they make their own sodas but they also have some stuff uh from other other but where did they make it oh what state they? did they make it oh in? i see i'm asking if it's a michigan is. one no i don't think it is um what does it say it does not say where it is from Oh, Thousand Oaks, California. There okay, it is. Cool. Okay, Good so enough. California. I mean, it just because if it was Michigan, that looks like a pretty sweet cap that I could put in my. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Nope. Map over there. So. No dice. So yeah, so we got some some nuclear orange bomb with Kim Jong Un, or sorry, ill, on the top, and we're gonna we're gonna share this here. I'm gonna pour some of the myself. best headline I ever saw was uh, Kim Jong Un dead? Question mark because there was like rumors that he had died, uh-huh. but he hadn't. But it said Kim Jong undead? Question uh, mark. <laughs> the rest of that's yours. Oh yeah, this looks tantalizingly. I guess it's an, an orange soda, huh? Well, it certainly smells like an orange soda. Smells like an orange soda, but does it taste like an orange soda? Let's find out. Hmm. It's good. It's kind of like an orange cream. Oh yeah, it's that's tasty. Not bad. It's good. I like that. It's got a um. The aftertaste though is uh. Um, it's like it's uh, kinda, one of those, like a sweet tart almost. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's not overly sweet, right? Like I feel like it's not too sweet. The uh, kind of soda we need to get uh, from Rockefeller if they have it is that blue cream soda that I used to be able to get. Okay, uh, that they don't have in Shipshawana anymore, mm. which is a big bummer to me because the blue cream soda. You, did you ever try that? I never did try that. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, they might have it. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's worth going to check out. So, so they have their own brand, but they also have uh, a lot of other brands of, right. of little regional sodas. They had Cheerwine. They did not have Ski or L Eight or, or Cactus Cooler, or Cactus Cooler which is a bummer. Well, so Blue Cream Soda is that's all made from in Michigan. Okay, so that's why I wondered if maybe yeah. if, if the stores focus on the local region more. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Cactus Cooler though. Oh. Yeah, they didn't even know what I was talking about. They looked it up in their system. They they couldn't couldn't find it. They, they, and you were like, I'm done here. Yeah. Drop the bottles on the floor Basically, and walk out. I didn't just drop them. I threw them. I threw them across the counter. I had just bought them. So, I, it, you know, these are, and so I've got one more at home that we'll drink right. in, in the future, right? But I, I, I just I just said, 
y'all can just and I, I cursed at them. I right. said I said a lot of bad things. Yeah. A lot yeah. of angry things. Yeah, yeah. I think though I was not out of line because I mean, come on. Who doesn't know what cactus cooler is? I who owns a store? Th- the first bottle I threw across across the counter, smashed the wall behind them. That's okay? that's a good effect. That felt good. Yeah. So good. Did it again. Threw another one. Yeah. This one didn't smash, bounced off, kind of a bummer. Didn't feel as <laughs> right. good that time. Nope. So I took a third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke it over the edge of the counter, threatened them with it. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Yep. So that's why we only have three left. Is that what you were saying? Exactly. you broke three of the six, and that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. That foots. So, right. So so we're going to we're gonna have a couple more uh, in the next couple of weeks. Sweet. Yeah, so. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and, and they have a lot more. I don't know if I'll be wel- welcome back after that adventure. Right. Maybe but to send uh, me and- I'll wear a hat or something. Yeah, they won't good, know. Good, they they'll won't. never know. Yeah, yeah they yeah. won't have any idea. Yeah. Um, there was a dude driving a vehicle recently. I just made me think of this. You were saying, no way, a dude driving a vehicle. He wow. was driving a big truck, and on the back it, it said "Respect the Chemistry," and it was the right from the Breaking Bad, like sure. stolen right out of Breaking Bad. And I was like, "Why would you have that?" And I pulled up next to him, and this guy looked almost as much like Walter White as Gray Dietrich does, <laughs> like the goatee. And he was wearing a hat and glasses, like mm-hmm. he was like Walter trying to like not look like Walter. Trying to blend in. Yeah. For a second I actually was like, Walter White lives, man. Yeah. This is this is Walter White. Maybe he was cosplaying on his way to a show or something. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I mean, but that's that's a big deal putting a decal in the back of your truck for because huh. it was across the whole window. Like, you know, some people have that see through like cheesy American flag with like the eagle like ah Yeah. And then there's like a machine gun or something. Right. You know, yeah, that sort of thing. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Cool. Um, All right, let's let's move on. You had an eventful day today. <coughs> I did. Yeah. Wait, no, today wasn't that earlier today? No, it was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was oh, yesterday. I thought it was today. No, it was yesterday afternoon. That's oh, why I, t- right, I worked right, from okay. home today, just in case my face was hurting. Yeah, yesterday, finally, after a month and a half, I got to have somebody have the privilege of ripping a tooth out of my face. It was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, I had had a root canal like fourteen years ago, and uh, after that root canal. Um, I, uh, 14 years later, the tooth cracked apparently mm. and, uh, mm-hmm. got all infected with an abscess, all which right. was pretty sweet. Sounds uh, good. Luckily it never like the abscess never like exploded Thank in goodness. my mouth or anything like that, yeah. which apparently can happen and is actually good for it. So drains, but, yeah, they're like not good for you. Cause you're going to like probably puke, yeah. uh, but, uh, good for it. Um, so I had two rounds of, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I had two rounds of, uh, um, antibiotics over the um, course of the last two months mm-hmm. i don't remember if i said this in the show or not one of them was penicillin which it turns out i'm allergic to so that's hey. cool um yeah so no, i don't take that anymore um that was a fun <laughs> couple days right it was right before we went to the dominican when i uh found out that i was allergic to penicillin uh two days before that so that yeah. was awesome so that's pretty cool um but anyways so now i'm on some new fancy antibiotic that's mm-hmm. not penicillin mm-hmm. um but yeah they uh man so they gave me the laughing gas because like, oh, yeah? you can have that and still drive home. So I was like, why would you turn that down? It's like not even an extra charge. They just throw that thing on your face yeah. and and uh, juice you up. And, and uh, then you just chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like the guy comes in, he's like, hey, how are we doing? I'm like, I'm ready. Let's do this. So I, I this is the best. Yeah. So I, um, uh, can I read some text messages? By all means. So, yeah. Okay, so I am not going to, I will show you the picture, but I'm not going to share the picture with the uh, with the fans. I'm just not because I don't want to have it out there where you have access to it like that. <laughs> But uh, I knew sweet that Photoshop's. I knew that the laughing gas was was starting to work because I get pretty goofy on it. Yeah. So I've never done the laughing gas. I decided 
to tweet Steph all my thoughts while that was happening <laughs> because I was in the room by myself and uh-huh. I thought, why not? Uh, let me find the picture and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already laughing yeah. and I'm not looking at anything. So, um, so yeah, so that's me with the thing on. This is my <laughs> selfie. Um, to which, by the way, so the nurse walks in. The nurse walks in and is like, um, the nurse walks in. I had my phone out and it says you can't have your phone out oh. in the room. And I'm like, I'm like, you caught me. I had my phone out. I was texting my wife. And she's like, it's fine. I don't care. And I was like, hey, this one has facial recognition, but it doesn't work when you've got the this thing on your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was laughing. And then she was like legit asking me how I like the phone. And I was like, uh-huh. this is the wrong time to ask me this question. <laughs> so anyways, I sent I, that picture to Steph and said, guess, I can have it and still drive home. I'll text you when I'm done. My mouth is numb. It feels huge. Just waiting for the doctor. Rip this sucker out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I just said, I hope our kid had a good day. Uh, they're coming in soon to do this whole tooth thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was me. Um, yeah. And, and she never replied. You, you, no, because she knew she couldn't. So she didn't reply until after it was done. Uh, okay. Um, but apparently the tooth, even though it was all infected and stuff was like, I don't want to come out of your face because huh. they had to take it out in four pieces, mm. which he said should not normally happen. Yeah. They pulled out the top and then they had to pull out each root one by one, which Oof. was awesome. You know, I, there was one point, because I kept talking to the doctor during the thing. At one point, I was like, ah, ah. And he's like, he like stops and he backs away. And he's like, can, can you feel that? Like, are you okay? Like, they're really like, because yeah, yeah, they yeah. understand that if that sure. numbness wears off, it's going to hurt. It's going right? to be real bad. And um, I was like, my forehead. Like, I'm like, my forehead. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, he had his arm. He was pulling so hard. He had his arm on my oh. forehead. They're like, I'm actually surprised I don't have a bruise. It still hurts today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't even think about that. Like, yeah, yeah well, I Whatever I leverage they can get. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, he was literally like on me, like pushing and pulling and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was a little weird. Yeah, the, I think that, you know what hurts the most getting that done? And you well know because you had a tooth pull, you said it was in the bottom, right? Yeah. The needle in the top of your mouth, mm-hmm. like they put the topical on it, you can still feel it, and oh, it yeah. still hurts. Yeah, um, yeah. And but that was literally the worst thing. And he was then he's like, it doesn't get worse than this, man. And he's he doing all he's doing all the stuff, and I'm like, he like takes a break for a minute, and they like rinse my mouth out, and I was like, it's so weird because I know this should hurt really bad, and it doesn't. Like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I um, I had last year I had I had an extraction on the bottom, and then I had a root canal on the top and a crown put on. Well, um, root canal was probably worse, right? Well, no, I mean, they were both fine because of all the drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, was it at the same time? Uh, they were like four months apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but I mean, e- even the root canal was nobody... Again, it was just kind of tender. My gums yeah. were tender, right? Yeah, But But I was like amazed because cause they, they, you know, they, they did the root canal and they put a temporary... Um, crown on it and mm-hmm. i had to come back for the final yeah. crown but when they they had, they had to put the the um the post in there right and so they had to drill up in, into the re- remainder of the tooth that's in there from, from the uh, root canal yeah to, to put the post in and the first thing they do is they drill in there until they get until they bottom out on your on your root yeah and then they have to measure that and then they have to cut the post to that length uh-huh. and and that post that they put in was 11 millimeters whoa into my skull which, which, oh, 11 millimeters, that's not much. But then if you stop, you're like, well, a centimeter is 10, right? Right. It's a little bit more than a centimeter up into my skull. And that's from the gum line yeah, into yeah. my skull. That's not from, yeah. I was like, whoa, you are in there, dude. Yeah. He yeah. actually, when they were looking at my uh, x-ray before he did the thing, he's like, 
he's like, well, we're probably gonna have to put some bone pack in there to because they like because I'm gonna get an implant. Sure. So, um, he's like, we have to put some bone pack in there. He's like, but if it's breached your sinus cavity, then we can't. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what? He's like, well, there's a chance it's broken <laughs> through into your sinus cavity. And I was like. Well, is that bad? And he's like, well, it means we can't put bone pack in there because it's just going to go right into your sinuses. And I was like, I said, is that likely? He goes, honestly, probably about 50-50. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, if I wasn't high on gas right now, I would be really panicking about this. And then he got in there and he's like, all right, got to put this bone pack in. And I was like, so no holes? And he's like, no holes. And I was like, I don't need any more holes in my face, man. That's great. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. What's crazy is though, they take that stuff off in like, Five to ten minutes later, you're like, I'm fine. It's yeah, like, why was good. I so weird? Yeah, I never did the gas. Yeah. They always ask me if I want it. I was like, Meh. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's, I, it's enjoyable. They, they told me that it's really they, they at least my dentist has said that it's really just for people who have anxiety. Yeah. Well, I mean, when somebody says I'm gonna drill in your head and rip stuff out, yeah. I have anxiety about that. Well, and, and I don't know. I guess, I, I guess, I just. I've had it done a couple times now and I know right. that it's not going to hurt. Right. So Yeah, if I ever had to have another one pulled, I would be fine because like yeah. it was annoying and it was weird and like my wisdom teeth were such like a big process, mm-hmm. right? That it was kind of stinky. Like yeah. I just, you know, and the well, recovery time was so much longer. Yeah. Like this was like, I mean, I ate food that night like normal. Yeah. I just had to chew on the opposite side of my mouth and yeah. now I can eat whatever I want and just rinse my mouth out with salt water yeah. and I'm good. Yeah. I, with my wisdom teeth, I mean, I, I, they put me under to do mine. Like I was completely, I, I should have, I did yeah. not. I should have. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. I went to Unpub this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah. you talk about Unpub? How'd yeah, that go? Yeah. So How'd that Un- go? Unpub was great. So so my buddy Will and I, uh, who some of you guys got to meet, we drove through the night, mm-hmm. all night, um, to get there. That was a poor choice. I'll never do that again. But we made it, and we <laughs> saved money. And, and the Delta Hotel, uh, much kudos to them, let us check in at about 5.30 in the morning. That's cool. We got four hours of sleep, and then went down and joined the festivities. So it mm-hmm. worked out real well. That's nice of them. Yeah, very nice of them. They're very nice. They did not have to do that, and they they did, and they're awesome for that. Um, in the the uh, so so everything about the hotel was awesome. Um, geographically, it sucks where it is, but everything else about it was great. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, there was local food right around there that was real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was a restaurant in the hotel that was fine. I mean, it was a it wasn't you it was know, a like, hotel restaurant. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like Umpa Midwest, right? They had that. Friggin' nice little hotel restaurant. Well, that okay. Um, the service the was service terrible. was garbage. The at that food place. was good though. I thought the food was just mediocre, okay. but I only eat there once. I eat there like three times, and I'm telling you, the food was was okay. solid. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, the, so the food was just okay there. They had a really good omelet station for breakfast, which was good because breakfast was like eighteen bucks. Ooh, but yeah, you know, I don't eat hotel eggs. No, no, no. They had an omelet station. It was real eggs. Like he was making it like right yeah, there. But I still don't. I just okay. don't. Well, it was yeah. good. Okay. I'm glad um, you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, anyways. Uh, I'm just going to sh- on everything you say. That's fine. Okay. You weren't there. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, so what else happened? Um, so we got to hang out with some different builders and stuff. Uh, that was great. And I'll talk about that as we go. But I was just going to kind of do the typical like. So I got there. Uh, we got up. I went downstairs. Uh, John Gilmore happened to be sitting at a table by himself, and we needed to talk about the game we've been working on. Not the big secret thing, this other smaller game we've been working on. Uh, so um, a game I started working on, and then John and I started working on together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a little um, placement tile placement game that's mm-hmm. fun. Uh, we did some real good stuff on that. Um, so we started playing it, and uh, Peter Hayward came over and sat down. Peter Hayward uh, is from uh, Jelly Bean Games. He's the yep. dude with the blue beard. Yep. Um, 
And I've never actually talked to Peter more than for like 60 seconds. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out two things. One, he's pretty funny. And two, he is uh, super duper smart. Uh, super duper smart about games. Uh, so he Good. played He played our game, he immediately had some suggestions of things we could do with it mm-hmm. um, that were all really, really good. Like to where like, let's try that right now. Let's do it this way. And mm. uh, he he gives, Peter gives feedback like I've never had feedback before where mm. he, he somehow gives you his opinion and makes his opinion sound good without being that guy who's like, this is the game you need to make, right? Mm. Um, so his feedback was so good, in fact, that I was like, hey, you guys got 15 minutes to play another game that I brought? And they're like, yeah, sure, we can do that. I'm like, it's a little trick-taking game. Uh, so we played Oba Newton. Um, and this is how, so this is this is before the halls even open, right? I'm playing with other game designers. Uh, Will was there, Ian Moss, um, John Gilmore, and uh, Peter Haywood. So, uh, so we start to play. Three rounds in. John still doesn't understand what's actually happening in the game. And John's a pretty smart guy about games. He's confused. Uh, Will's confused. Well, Will thought he understood. John was so confused, he made Will confused. Uh, Peter was like... Uh, Ian was just playing. He seemed to be doing fine. Peter Peter was like, after three rounds, he's like, can we stop? Can we stop so I can just give you some thoughts? And I was like, okay, sure. You know, because it, it was not going well, right? Yeah. And so he went through and like, the one thing I wasn't sure about was the abstract scoring. I was a little nervous about that. And he basically was like, uh, the scoring is, is bad, yeah, I think. And I was like, you're right. He's like, it's just too abstract. And I was like, you're right. It is. I, and, I, and he's like, and the core of the game, and I'm like, all right. He's like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, oh, no. Like, This is the one thing I felt solid about based on the, all the other playtests yeah. I'd done, right? And for the builders, as a reminder, this is the game where you're trick-taking, but you've got like three different tricks. Four. Oh, four. sorry. Yep. Four different tricks in a round. Yep. and. And you're placing, you go around the table a couple of times and you place either above, below, or beside yep. the uh, kind of the target card sort yep. of thing. Yeah. Okay. So um, so his feedback was basically like, this is, what I, this is what I really liked about his feedback. He said, so what I like about a trick-taking game, and I think what makes a trick-taking game fun are like these three things. And I honestly don't remember what they were, but at the, it doesn't matter. I've already uh, changed the game to, okay. to matter with that. But, but what he said, I was like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. But I still felt kind of bad because like my game sucked. Mm. Uh, so I um, I was, you know, I took the feedback well. We had a great discussion. And then I went over to my table and I was like, I mean, I was kind of like, wow, I have a game now that's not going to work. Mm. I kind of sat there for a couple minutes and was just annoyed about that, mm-hmm. right? Um, most, I mean, I was, wasn't even annoyed at myself because I was like, like, I I practiced this game. Like, things were going fine with this game. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, I was like, all right, uh, I need to just figure this out because I need to have a game to play. And the other game I have is completely untested and could suck and also needs lots of players. So uh, let's figure it out. So I threw the scoring away and went back to the original scoring mm-hmm. of I score a point. I score the points based on the opposite card played, right, uh, which was too swingy. So that meant I had to cut the cards down. So I cut the cards down. Uh, so after a lot of feedback from a lot of different people, Mm-hmm. And a lot of plays. The game went from being a game that the first several players absolutely hated. Oh, and the second guy that played it, oh my gosh, he was the trick-taking games have to have mm. these seven things oh. uh, or whatever. Some stupid checklist, which is untrue. Trick-taking games must have, what is it, Rob? Uh, numbers on no. cards. No, no. <laughs> trick-taking. Oh. You have to take tricks in the game. If you do that in any way whatsoever, uh-huh. 
ergo, it becomes a trick-taking game, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Anyways, that's, I mean, that in, I'm not stupid. Like, that is, sure. yeah. Like, worker placement. Oh, no, worker placement has to be done this way. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, but anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was fine. I was like, okay, sure. Thanks, man. Great. Uh, now the game went down from being like 90 cards to a 52-card deck. Hmm. Uh, with eight scoring cards, the eight trick cards, and a deck of 11 cards for each player. The first half of the game, you play two or three tricks, depending on the number of players you have. Okay. You uh, At that point, you um, get uh, six cards. At the end of the third, second or third round, again, based on player count, mm-hmm. you keep the cards you have and draw the other five cards and do the same thing over again and finish the game. Uh, and it went from people hating it to one, two playtesters played it six times. Wow. Daniel Newman played it twice and loved it. Mm. Daniel Newman, <laughs> who I didn't think was capable of liking anything I worked on. I love you, Daniel, but I really didn't think, I, I really felt like I, he said, I want to check it out. It looks interesting. And I thought, good, this is going to be a good test because like uh-huh. Daniel really likes trick taking games, first of all. Uh-huh. And he might just be like, this is terrible. But he was like, I really enjoy this. Okay. Matt Riddle played it and said, quote, this is clever. Well, now I know you're lying. No, I'm right. And then if this yeah. game ever no, gets that's published, impossible. that's going on the box, that's right? Impossible. I mean, to be fair, he was like, blah, 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 sucky, sucky. And then he looked at me and was like, this, this is pretty clever, babe. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. Baby. That's what he said. Baby. Yeah. Ba- he said clever, baby. baby. He says that all the time. He's like, what's up, baby? He says that you've never talked to Matt Riddle, have you? He says that I, to everyone. I don't. Uh, well, I'm, I maybe, maybe you're not that close to him. Um, oh, wow. Ouch. That's a bird. I just don't, I don't recall that being a thing, but I... Uh, um, he does all the time. Okay. So anyways, um, turns out the game is f- like everyone loves it now, and it's a, a really good game. Okay. So people to thank for that, other than the people I already did, uh, mm-hmm. our good friend Julio Navarro. <laughs> Navarro, you mean. Yeah, Navarro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, I said it wrong on purpose, but yeah. it's, it's Julio Nazario. Yeah. Uh, I love that guy. I super love that guy. <laughs> I got to meet him for the first time. Uh, let me tell you, this guy has been designing games for 10 months. Yeah. And if you played his games, you'd want to punch him right in the face oh. because he's only been designing games for 10 months and yeah. only been playing board games for about three years, he said. Huh. Uh, and I played one of his games and it's freaking insanely good, good. Uh, called The World Tree. It's like mm-hmm. triple stack game where like the... Um, you play on like the bottom level, the middle level, and the top level. Yeah, so I'm tweeting some pictures. And of it that. looks like when he first explained it, I thought, "How is that going to work?" And then yeah. I sat down and I was like, "Damn it, this is perfect." <laughs> I loved it. Like, good, totally a two-player game. If he gets a pub, well, it's a two to four, but mm. if he got a published, I, there's a two-player version of it. Oh okay. my gosh, it'd be great for my wife and I. We would love it. I, I actually think Christine and you would probably enjoy yeah. it a lot too. Okay. Um, so I hung out with him quite a bit. He is a great dude, uh, and I'm really glad I got to meet him in person. Can't good. wait to see him again at another convention. Good. Uh, word has it he will be at Origins, I think. So cool. Great. You'll be able to meet him there. Great. Um, yeah, I should really register for that and get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so quick other things. Uh, so yeah. I really, in general, Unpub was great. Good. Um, no big complaints about anything other than, like I said, I wish that it was close to the airport, but for mm-hmm. now I get that it can't be. Plenty of playtesters showed up. Uh, oh, big shout out to Brian and Shannon Richards. They don't mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. Um, they are playtesters I've met multiple times. You would recognize them if you saw them. I'm sure okay. they played your games before. They've been at like every own pub that we've been at. Okay. Um, they were fanatical about my game Good. and played it six times. Good. Uh, and then offered to do more playtesting with print and play. So cool. I'll be sending that to them. That's great. Um, and then, uh, so the other big news is I had a game get looked at very closely by a publisher. Uh, 
I should I can say what game, right? There's no reason why I can't say what game, yeah, right? Yeah. Why not, yeah. So it was mustachioed. Um liked it so much that they took a copy uh and are very excited about it. Uh so it's fantastic. So yeah, so fingers crossed on that. Uh sounds like they would probably make some substantial changes to it, uh which I don't care. Um <laughs> like, you know, I I told him that. I was like, uh you can change whatever you want. Like, I'll be as involved or as little involved as you want me to. You just yeah. tell me what you need and I'm yeah. there for you. Um and then I uh, also tried my uh, supervillain game. Yeah, uh, we did one play round of that. Now you haven't talked about what that is in the podcast. Maybe are, are you going to pitch that next week officially? Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, all I'll okay. say about it is it, it actually went really well. Good. Like, they really enjoyed it and Good. had they got it. They got it. They were Good. being mean to each other for no reason and yeah. swearing at each other for no reason. Good. And I was like, "You're my people." Good. Um, Good. So yeah. Uh, so I will talk about that next week. Okay. Uh, but all in all, Unpub was awesome. Uh, you know, I had a day and a half of a table, and that was perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, I took some breaks. Um, turnout was good. Turnout was good. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was certainly not the turnout that they had in downtown. Okay. But it was... The turnout they had in downtown, honestly, sometimes was overwhelming, yeah. right? Like, there were players lined up to play games. Yeah. And that, like, this, like, you had to actively look for players. Like, okay. you'd have to stand up and be like, hey, do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? Um but better turnout than Unpub Midwest. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that was its first year, so that's yeah, not, not shocking. Also, yeah. was in I don't Grand mean Rapids. that to be critical. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. There was, there was a steadier stream on Friday. I would say Friday at at this Unpub was kind of like was kind of like Saturday at Unpub Midwest. Okay, and then Saturday was was spot on. It okay, was, was good. Good. Cool. Well, that's that's good news. Um, and you left on Sunday. Yep, Sunday at yep. like seven a.m. So we, didn't, yeah. I mean, we literally got up and, and jetted, hit the road. Yeah, yep. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, good, good. And uh, and I enjoyed last week's episode listening to you guys record. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, like a good time for uh, Julio and uh, Will and um, that other guy. What's his name? Doesn't matter. Lumberjack Johnson. Lumberjack JJ Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Which, which that fell through, by the way, making fun of him because he actually said that he really enjoyed that so it's true nicest thing we've ever done for that good old boy right what a jerk he is he is so just can't make him angry it's so frustrating you know we're just (laughs) i I don't want to say much about this i don't want to say much about this at all but uh i do want to say this i do want to say that i heard more rumors about people not getting along what i did oh no i'm not gonna name names okay uh, but some, I, some stuff went down. Some stuff there was some down. conflict, is what you're there saying. I'm you say. There was some conflict, and it's, right. it's probably going to need to be resolved at some point later this oh, year. No. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. All right. Well, you're gonna have to fill me in when we're when we're off the air. So oh yeah, I can, well, yeah. Because because I mean, I, origins. I'm gonna need to be prepared for that. Right. You are. I'm gonna, you I'm, are. I'm yeah. gonna need to look out for 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 uh, more conflict. Yeah. Or to see if you could make it worse. Well, hopefully, <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we agree, yeah. right? Kudos to Josh Mills actually for for tipping my hat in the direction of that conflict. oh did he so, oh yeah okay, so good. he uh he he's always looking out that guy i'm gonna see just where there's trouble he probably is so you know yeah so all right right yeah well cool that's good sounds good yeah um I'm trying to think anything else about unpub i don't think so uh no. did you play any other great games while you were there other good prototypes other impressive uh, stuff i played julio's game i really yeah. liked it uh, that. um i play i <laughs> Peter had us do a blind. Peter Haywood asked me to do a blind play test with some of their players. Well, actually, said, "Hey, will you play test my social deduction game?" And I was like, "Yeah." 
He's like, it only takes 20 minutes. And I was like, great. And then he handed me the rules and I was like, oh, cool. I don't need these. You're going to explain it. He's like, actually, it's a blind play test. And I was like, actually, why don't you give these to someone who likes reading rules? Uh, so he did. Uh, but that guy like didn't understand like rules. He just read rules. Mm. So it was confusing. And it was funny because like um, we did this play test and like it was kind of a train wreck. Like you can see that the game is good. Like uh-huh. we just didn't read the rules very well and the rules had okay. some issues and, and he's fixed them all since then, he said. But um, it was just pretty funny because like, Mm-hmm. You know, like he sat there the whole time and only commented when it was absolutely necessary to say, read this again. And we're like, oh, oh okay. okay, okay. Good. But like he he did my quintessential thing, which was uh, one card referred to something as one thing and a different card referred to it as something else that kind of sounded like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to say, this one is correct. <laughs> because gotcha. like we were like, I don't know what the strategy is because this says I should do this and this says I should do the exact opposite. Yeah, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, but it was it was it was fun all in all, and uh, it was interesting to watch somebody work like that. I've never done that before. Yeah. Like, Giving right. someone a blind play test. Right. Nor have I. The closest I did was somebody else sat down to play. Uh, oh, and Matt Riddle sat down to play uh, Oba Newton. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, "Somebody want to explain the rules?" That's not me. And Daniel Newman's like, "I'll do it." And then he did it, and I was like, first of all, I hate you because, <laughs> like, all the ways you just said that were so much simpler than all the ways I've been explaining stuff. Uh-huh. Um. The, yeah, yeah. I kind of hate you for that. That's funny, but um, but it was cool. Um, I think that's about everything with Unpub. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Well, good. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Me too. And it sounded like Will had a good time. He did. He yeah. did. So. He'd play like a couple of games and be like, I need to take a break. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just not used to playing games. He's like, my brain needs to rest. Yeah. So, and he recorded, he does his uh, Friday Nooner drinks. Yeah. And he recorded one of those there uh, with Dr. Wickst, I think. Okay. Uh, Good. He used his game board for one of his games. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, so, it looked pretty cool. Great. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that worked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, am I going to pitch a game now? You're going to pitch a game now, Rob. Yeah, I'm going to pitch a game now. Okay. Um, What's it called? Well, you gonna tell them what actually happened? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell everybody what what actually happened. So, so Jason and I had recorded a show to go up uh, last week before Unpub. It was gonna be our Unpub uh, uh, get ready show, and then he was gonna record a show at Unpub, which would go up after Unpub. Uh, and I downloaded a new app on my phone because because I hate Apple. <laughs> Um, and the voice recorder app on on the iPhone records in M4A format, and I've been uh, on the hunt for a good quality voice recorder app that records in a WAV or MP3 file that is free because I don't want to spend $10 on an app I'm going to use three times a year, okay, as often as we record on our phones, which is not very often. Right. So, builders, if you have any recommendations, please say so. Um, uh, so we recorded a whole episode on my phone on lunch one day at work, and uh, and then I I got home and uh, we started talking about it later in the week when it was too late for us to record another one. Well, I was already at Unpub. Oh right, yeah. Or you, you were still on your way there, or were you already there? I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I was gone. <laughs> you were gone. Uh, and I and I looked at the app and I realized that I the free version of the app I could record, but in order to actually get the audio file out, I would have to pay ten dollars for the app. And I said, no, I'm not doing that again because I'm going to use this three times a year and it's not worth it. It was 99 cents. I would have bitten the bullet and just done it. Um, 
because it was already recorded. Uh, but anyway, so in that in that show, uh, we uh, we I pitched a game, which um, I it was kind of just I have this mechanic and the structure that I like, but I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what theme to put on it, and so we we bounced a few ideas back and forth. Mm-hmm. What we ended up on is Jason pushing me to do that as Soda Kings. Yep. Um, You're welcome, Ben Pinchback. So I uh, I've been thinking about that, and and I feel like I, in fact I. Well, I'll talk about it, and but I think what I may have done is I may have through this found a way into doing Soda Kings, and and, and may not be using all of the mechanics in that original pitch. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so he, here's the idea. Um. Uh. Uh. Gosh, I was trying to think about where to start on it. So we've got we've got a deck of cards. I'm going to say it's like 72 cards, um, and uh, every card has uh, I'm going to say it's got a suit. Uh, and I think uh, there's three different suits. And since we're talking about Soda Kings, um, I'll go ahead and use that that labeling here. And so the suits are are water, sugar, and uh, artificial flavoring. Okay, keep it simple. There's a lot more potential ingredients in, in soda, but those are kind of the core, right? You need water, you need sugar, you need some kind of flavoring. Okay, so those are the suits. And then uh, also on that card is a number, uh, and they're numbered one through eight. And so, and so with 72 cards, that breaks down to three sets of eight for each suit of three sets of cards, one through eight for each suit. Okay, good. Also on every card, some kind of a special power and that special power, uh, might be a one-time use thing, or it might be like an upgrade that you can do, uh, uh, to, to your, your tableau. Okay. So start of the game, everybody gets a tableau, and the tableau in, in, in this structure, in this theme, is your your factory or your your brewery where you're brewing your your sodas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you shuffle the deck and everybody gets five cards. Max hand size is seven cards. Then you uh, flip over no, I'm sorry, everybody starts with three cards. Max hand size is seven. Uh, and then you then you uh, put the the draw deck on not, draw deck on the table, and you flip three more cards over face up on the table. Okay, so everybody can see what those are. Also, you've got two player boards, two 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 kind of open boards. One is map the United States, uh, continental United States, because I have because uh, I wanted this to be about driving stuff around, right? Sure, easy shipping. Um, so map the United States. That on that map, uh, it's divided into different regions of the country, and within each region, there are cities identified. Okay, specific cities, and each region could have three or four or five or six cities in it. Uh, different numbers based on the region, and so on and so forth. And then there are, are roads or highways that connect these these cities to each other. Okay, try to generally follow real map. Uh, directions, real, real, you know, interstate highway system connections. So, so if you know, it, there is no highway directly connecting Reno, Nevada to Los Angeles. So, so in in real life, that doesn't exist. So that also does not exist on this this map, for example. Okay. Anybody who follows me on Twitter has seen me tweet a few pictures of this. I've been asking for feedback on some regional names and things to 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 make sure that I'm I'm labeling that stuff fairly and accurately. I haven't seen that. Okay. Well, you no, should I'm, look at my I'm Twitter. Looking at it right now. I you should look, look at Twitter, Jason. Thing. Okay. Okay, the second board is uh, is what would be represented as like a, a, a three three racks or three shelves of soda. Uh, let's pretend. I mean, it's just in a cooler. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and there are there are uh, so let's see, there are six different types of soda on each rack. Okay, or each shelf in the rack. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay, 
so that's that's what you're seeing on the table. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some kind of a score tracker as well. All right. Now, on your tableau or on your factory, you have three action options, and you have you have a meeple that you're going to use to to select that action. Okay, you're looking at that now on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. Okay. I've I've made some additional labeling revisions since last thing I tweeted. Hopefully, by the time this episode goes up, I will have gotten something else out there. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, poorly under, at poorly underscore design on Twitter. You can kind of look at some of the some of the approach for Pretty this. Pretty disappointed Kalamazoo's not on there, but okay. It just didn't fit. I, you know, spacing. I needed stuff to be spaced out reasonably. So, um, okay. So, on also on your Tableau, on your, on your, your factory, uh, there are the three sections, three different actions. So, on your turn, you can either draw cards, you can play a card, or you can play a set for scoring or for for to, to do something on one of those two boards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so draw if you're going to draw a card at the start of the game when it's on your when it's your turn, you're going to pick one of those. Doesn't matter which one you do. But at the end of your turn and every every turn after that, you're going to uh, you're going to choose what your action for the next round is going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first turn you're going to do whatever we want, but at the end of your first turn in the in the whole game, you're going to then say, okay, at the end of my turn, I'm going to put my meeple guy on on draw and then next time the turn order comes around to me i have to draw a card okay now when you're drawing card you have two options you can either take two cards from the top of the deck into your hand or if you want one of the face-up cards you can swap that you can take that and replace it with a card from your hand so it's either draw Mm -hmm. two or swap one right okay but know exactly what you're getting and that you want it right okay uh, so that's your draw action. Okay. If you're going to, uh, uh, play a card for, for an action or ability or an upgrade, then, uh, every, every special, every, every card also has a, a special cost for that ability on it. So, uh, you might install an upgrade to your factory that allows you to have plus two cards in your hand size, right? And if you're going to, that's going to cost you two cards. So you'd have to discard two in order to install that upgrade. Okay. Other upgrade ideas might be uh, things that allow you to to move around the map a little faster, expand on the map faster. Uh, uh, things uh, um, things that allow you to to formulate new types of soda, new flavors of soda, more easily. Okay. I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, so upgrades. There might also in that you might also be able to spend two cards to get a one time point bonus or or something like that. So there are what both permanent upgrades and one time use things that you can do wherever. Okay. Now the last action again is you can do something with one of the boards, mm-hmm. and 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 that's going to be you're going to be playing a set, uh, playing a set of cards. Um, there's two different ways you can play a set. You can either play a set as a group of numbers, or you can play a set as a group of ingredients. Okay. Now if you are going to claim a a, a flavor of soda on in the cooler, okay, we'll call it the cooler, the the rack where the three different shelves are. Right. Um, at the start of the game, every in, in, oh I should say of the three racks. Uh, the the bottom shelf you have to in order to brew one of those new sodas or claim one of those new sodas is going to cost you four ingredients to do that uh, and each each of the six is going to have a different combo of, of ingredient cards you have to do the middle rack it costs you three the top rack costs you two okay okay all right but in order to so you, at the beginning of the game all you can do is you can you can only choose soda types that are um, that are uh, four ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you would have to install upgrades to allow you to to improve your formulation, so you can you can claim new formulas with fewer cards. Okay, so mm-hmm. upgrades will let you do that. All right, when you when you claim something, you get an automatic uh, score for doing that. Okay, you get I don't know what that point is. Maybe it's five points, whatever to be determined. Okay, so so you play a set of of ingredients 
to claim a soda f- a formulation, and then that's yours, and you are now marketing that soda. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and you would do you would mark that by everybody. I think everybody have little cylinders is like little cans of soda in their color, mm-hmm. and that's that one is claimed as yours. Uh, next, uh, if you want to play a set of numbers, then you would play a set of numbers in order to claim a city somewhere on the board. The first city you can claim could be anywhere on the board. You got to start, start, start somewhere. You're going to say that's kind of where my, my home office is, where I'm starting. Uh, in order to claim a city, you need uh, to play a set of three number cards, and it's always three for every city. Okay. Um, going forward, though, uh, every city you claim after that has to be connected to your starting city by a road right. or to another city that you already control. Right. Has to be connected by a road. And in first, it, before you can move on to a new region, you have to uh, control all of the cities in the starting region you started in. Okay. So once, if I were to start first in a region, no one else can start in that region then. Somebody could. Yeah. Because then later you can install an upgrade that allows you to go outside of a region or expand outside of a region even if you don't control it. So that would be one of the upgrade cards you could work on. To, seems, to your factory seems less fun for you to start in the same region as someone else well it would probably be bad strategy unless maybe in your hand right off the bat you've got oh i've got a good upgrade here that allows me to expand faster and i'm going to go ahead and do that and stymie that guy and get in his way okay but i'm going to be able to get out of it faster sure so it's one of the it, hopefully I, I don't know if this is going to work or not right this is the still just the idea phase um but but that's that's the concept of that but more than likely you don't all want to st- start in separate places right Okay, uh, as you play more of those number sets, uh, you're going to you're going to be claiming more territory. Every time you claim a city, you're going to get a point. If you control a full a full uh, uh, region, you're going to claim that region card, and that's that's going to be worth I don't know ten points or something, whatever. Right, okay, the game, yeah, yeah, and, and all regions are worth the same amount of points. You know, so a region with only three cities in it is worth the same amount of points as a region with uh, with six cities in it. Um, but of course the region with three points, it's going to be easier to claim, but there's fewer ways to get out of it, you know? And really it's worth 13 points, whereas the other one is worth 16 points. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, and then, so, you know, there's one upgrade that'll say, well, I can move along a road to get out of region. Another, another upgrade might be, you know, a heliport, which means, okay, now I can just claim any city I want anywhere in the country, even if it's not connected. Okay. And, and because you're just going to be discarding a few cards from your hand, installing this upgrade should be pretty easy. It right. shouldn't be too burdensome to do that. Um, and you might get it from a random draw, or you might look at that and say, oh, well, there's one just right there sitting face up that I want to buy. So there's slot for us. I'm just going to go ahead and take that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that's not too difficult for people to actually accomplish that. And then for upgrades that are really good, you just scale them up with more cards to be discarded, right? Exactly right. So, yeah. Yeah, right. The, yeah, the more powerful, the more more lucrative they could become, the more cards you have to discard in order to install them. Okay, uh, then I think a gameplay continues until either all the cities are claimed, the whole, the whole the whole map of the country is claimed, or all of the different formulations of soda are are purchased. Uh, and then at that point, everybody gets the final turn. The game's over. Final scoring. You uh, you take the number of formulations of soda. So you've been scoring all throughout this, right? Mm-hmm. But in the end, once the end game comes, you take the number of different formulations that you, of soda that you have claimed that you control and multiply that by the total number of regions that you control, like fully control that you have 100% ownership of. And that's your final scoring bonus at the end. Cool. Yeah. And that's the idea. 
Sounds fun. Okay. So so that's where I am with the idea, but I I've been starting to thinking like, you know, maybe the maybe that little middle middle minor worker placement is kind of unnecessary. I don't know, that's something I would need to look at. Uh, I'm also thinking that maybe maybe making people try and dig for specific power cards is not as interesting. Maybe they should just be separate power cards that are out there and you can just buy whatever you want whenever you want. And I don't know. I don't know. You could break them up into types. So like because if, if they broke up into easy types and basically have a face-up stack, right, of cards for each type of upgrade. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Saloon Tycoon has, right? Yeah. Where, uh, well, except for with Saloon Tycoon, everything's available. So like yeah. that, except for, you know, a stack of uh, movement upgrades would mm-hmm. be whatever was on top is what you could buy. Yeah. So you're not digging for it, but there's always at least one movement upgrade available. That sort of thing, you know what I mean? Well, I was thinking more that it would be like there'd be nodes on your tableau, and you'd put a put a cube or a marker on top of that, and say, "Okay, I've upgrade, done this upgrade now." And that that's fewer components, right? It's it's more cubes, but it's fewer cards, less real real estate on the table, maybe. I like the way that um I like the way that uh, Rocky Road Island Mode handled that. Yeah, I haven't played that. Where you um you actually take the card, uh, so it's got like some information on it that you use during the game. Then it's got the little at the end. It's got what it actually enhances for you. Like you always have a bomb pop available, right? Because mm. it's like an engine building game, and you slide that under the back of the truck. So now you always have that available, right? And that's just sitting there in the back of the truck. So those cards kind of sticking out from your tableau is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But if you had them sticking out from all the directions, it could also get kind of hard to manage. Yeah. So maybe cubes make it easier. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I think I'll prototype it with everything on the cards on the yeah. cards you're playing. Mm-hmm. And then kind of see what the feel is from there, and, and what can be streamlined. Because honestly, uh, that would mean that would mean uh, on every card you would have a suit and a value and a power uh, and a cost to use that power or, or upgrade, right? Um, which is not it's not like that's too much information, but it's still a lot, and it could be it's a decent amount. It could greatly simplify if all the cards were just a number and a suit, and that was it, right? Yeah, it'd be it would be make that a lot simpler to to manage, frankly. Agreed. So that's that's one of my thoughts on it right now. But but that's cool. where I am with Soda King. So so it's not quite four X because you're not able to like fight for space. Once somebody claims the city, it's theirs, and you can't take it away from them. Um, but you know, uh, I I still got I got a lot of flack on Saloon Tycoon for for the for some of the take that take that in that, and I'm honestly a little gun shy about that right now, and I'm not sure that that would work anyway. It was always a part of my original imagination for for Soda Kings as a four X game, where you could also be fighting to, for to control territories. Um, but I right. I kind of feel like maybe maybe that I don't know. What if what if so the the way to claim a place is there's three digits that you need right yeah. What if, um, because, <clears throat> because blocking people would be very easy to do with the road system, it does yeah. make sense to have the ability to screw someone out of a place, but you have to make it really suck. Like, so if it's, I need a three, a seven, mm-hmm. and a six, what if I need two threes, two sevens, and two sixes mm-hmm. to steal it from you? Yeah. So to steal it from you, it's possible, but it hurts. Yeah. That's, that sort of thing, right? So sure. that it's, it's just as tough for me. It's, it's it's a sacrifice for me if I want to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not advantageous. Sometimes the take that in Saloon Tycoon is advantageous, right? Yeah. So the only way I would do it is if I really needed, like you had blocked me and I can't win without doing that, I'm Mm going to make the sacrifice and do that. Yeah. Hmm. So that'd be my only suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm not sure anybody would ever actually do it in that case. Yeah. I mean, you want to make it hard enough that it's a sacrifice, but yeah. not so hard that it's never done. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. It should so, be like, it happens twice in a game, right? Max. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't want to shoehorn in where it doesn't belong either though, you know? So right. we'll just see, I, yeah, see I, if people start to complain like, yeah. And have your play testers say, listen, I want you to focus on trying to create a wall here. Right. Yeah. So that I can't get through. Maybe it will never be an issue. Yeah. So anyway, so that, uh, that's the basic idea. That's, that's the new approach to Soda Kings. It's, it's, I like it better than any approach I've I've tried before, and I feel like it's a complete Sounds idea now. Like before, I only I felt like I only ever got to like fifty percent of an idea and never got right. to prototype stage. So obviously, with what I've been tweeting, I've been working on a map for it. Um, so I I think I do want to um, continue with that. Is my plan cool? So um, there you go. All right. I think we are out of time here. Uh, That's a wrap. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we're going to do this again next week, and we'll have another delicious uh, soda pop. True story. To try. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to billinggamepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason is at jaslingerland. I'm at poorly underscore design. You can like us on Facebook and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you want to. We would like that. You can call our Google Voice number at 770-TELL-BTG. Or if you don't want to do that, you can record something on your home computer and send us the audio file to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget, you can buy our games. Uh, You can get uh, Unreal Estate or Saloon Tycoon uh, from, uh, well, you can get Saloon Tycoon from Amazon.com. You can get Unreal Estate from Grand Game. GamersGuild.com. Uh, you can uh, you can buy uh, uh, the Rumplebum Academy for Bug Based Baking or finish it, the Outrageous Storytelling Party Game from the Game Crafter. Uh, uh, let's see, I think uh, at this point, just about everybody should have the ranch expansion to Saloon Tycoon delivered. I think we're still waiting on a few uh, folks in Canada uh, to get theirs, but that should be done soon. Let me know what you think, guys. Uh, it's like it's, uh, we talked before, but it's the first expansion I've ever done. Um, and I, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but uh, but let me know what your thoughts are. I'm very, very curious. I would love feedback on that. Also, if you were a backer of Epic Monster Tea Party, uh, my understanding is that that should start shipping sometime in April. So uh, fingers crossed that that all goes well. Um, I'm pretty excited to get that in the door also. And I think that's all yeah. I've got. So thanks, everybody. And we'll say goodnight now. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. Oh, uh, airplane mode. Airplane mode, Jason, airplane mode. All right, it's going to be April 2nd. So Did I say the wrong number on the last episode? You did. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I put the right number on the episode title, so it's fine. Well, that's good. Because... I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing.